Hey everyone, it's Allie Rose and you're listening to Perfectly Imperfect. Thank you all again for all the love and support and tuning in each week. These past couple of weeks, I have gotten such amazing feedback and I am so grateful for every single one of you. But I have also gotten a lot of requests on some topics you guys want to hear about and get into. So I'm thinking this week, it's just me and I'm going to be getting into some of them. It's been so fascinating hearing some of your stories and perspectives from each type of experience you guys have gone through, and it makes me so happy that Perfectly Imperfect can be a place for you to come to and talk about it with, and I'm going to talk about one of the biggest topics I've been asked is relationships, and we have touched on it here and there, but we haven't gotten into the details of it in certain situations and my idealistic on it, so as you know... um, This podcast is about being real and not holding back and being authentic and as genuine as possible. And it's owning your own imperfections and the imperfections on certain situations or ideas that are in your everyday life. So on that note, I'm thinking, let's jump in. Um, Yeah, so relationships. I mean, how can I even begin to start talking about when it comes to a significant other or whatnot? And honestly, I don't have a ton of experience when it comes to a type of love relationship. I um, have mentioned before that I was in a relationship in high school, started when we were 12 years old till I was about 19, 20. And that's really the only, I honestly think the most authentic love I've ever experienced, even though it was so young. Um... For those of you who are younger or even older and you think back on your first love or the first person who sparks an interest in you and you think you want it to go somewhere, it's just this like rush of emotion because once you have finally get over that, you know, that jump, that hurdle of the heartbreak part of it, you are able to look at it with just such joy and happiness that I was, that you're able to experience it. And that's how I feel about when I look at my first love. And it's funny because going through it, you really think like, this is it, this is it. And I have no hate to any single person that ends up marrying their first love because that is that does happen. And I think nowadays it's a lot more rare than when, say, our parents or grandparents were growing up. My um, grandparents, they've been t- together since they were like 13 years old and They're still together and they're madly deeply in love and their story is so beautiful, but it's rare. You know, I, I haven't seen or heard of other people that are still with their person from that long ago. And when I think of generation to generation, I don't know if necessarily nowadays it's something that I totally am on board with just because of social media and the opportunities in life now are so different than it was then. Um, I mean, they're obviously are meant to be and they are madly in love and it's beautiful. But I know personally, if I only was with my one person that I was with that long ago, I, there's no way I would be the person I am today. And you know, it just, I don't know about it. So, but first love, yeah, we kind of covered on it before, but something that, um, a lot of people have asked is my advice on hookups and the hookup culture of nowadays, which I think is super normalized lately. People, you know, it's not normal for someone to go up in the past. You'd have to go up to the doorstep and ask for a date or 
pick up the phone from your kitchen and call them on the hook and ask them to go out. It's not like that anymore. And I think it's getting more normalized to just have hookups and it be okay. And you go on from it and you enjoy your moment in the time and not think too into it. And I, I love it. I think that is a way to think of a significant other relationship. It doesn't always have to be so deep. Um, personally, when I got out of my long, young relationship, I moved right to South Carolina and I didn't experience any other guys, any type of situation of talking to other guys or anything like that. So I was really lost. I was really confused. And I'm a very naturally bubbly person, which I think can come across as flirtatious at times when that's not even necessarily what I mean all the time. Um, but so, yeah, I know how to t- talk to guys and what to do, but I didn't understand that. Just because someone wants to hang out with you doesn't mean they want to spend the rest of their life with you. I mean, that's kind of dramatic, but that doesn't mean they want to actually get to know you just because they're saying, let's hang out, let's Netflix and chill it, you know? So that was kind of confusing at first. And I think because I was so not sure or just like not uneducated, but just kind of, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, whatever. Naive. I was so naive to relationships and dating and the way guys think that that's me going there. I kind of just used it as a mechanism to heal from my past relationship. And I think when a lot of people go through relationships, when you look back on after the, the aftermath of when you're in the relationship, the breakup, you're done, the feelings, you're over it. You look back and you say, wow, I was acting like that. I was doing that because it was a way to cope and heal with it. And that's okay. And it took me a long time to sit here and be like, you know what, Allie, you're fine. Like, don't hate on yourself for healing the way you had to heal. Um, because that was something I think I, I've really hold myself to the highest standard and thinking about just going out and doing this or doing that and not thinking too deep into it or holding myself maybe up higher, it really hurt me and it affected me when I moved back here. But no, it's it's something I had to have gone through. I had to do it. Um, and I think it's different for boys and girls. Boy, I can't speak on the behalf of a guy, but just having a lot of guy friends, I understand. The way a guy handles a breakup is very different than when a girl handles it. You know, I think a lot of girls take it personal when they break up and then a couple months later, your old man's, your ex man's has already a new girl. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, did I really not that much that matter? But no, it's, it's a way that's how they're healing. Just as you're healing, however you want to, or however you have to. Um, when I was younger, like I was saying before I healed by distracting myself constantly. I You know, I would constantly go out. I could never be alone. I'd be with the girls all the time. And when I say I was distracting myself, no, I wasn't hooking up with every single person ever. I kind of keep that. um, That's something I just always have felt that way. Like, I want to stay kind of pure in that sense. But, of course, I had experiences where, like, I would hook up with somebody and I'd want it to be more. And it, it just wasn't like that for them. And I had to deal with it. And that's when... I or anyone, you have to separate your ego from who you are and yourself. That is a whole separate thing is ego. But once you just figure out and you decipher 
what is making you feel that way because of your ego or what's making you feel that way because you genuinely are hurt, it's different. You know, sometimes some of my friends even say nowadays, I'm like, oh, damn, like that guy was cool, like could have gone somewhere, like kind of sucks, kind of hurt about it. And they're like, Allie, really? Are you really hurt about him? Or are you hurt because he wasn't obsessed or in love with you? And I'm like, you know what? Shit, you're kind of right. <laughs> Not that I need anyone and everyone obsessed with me, but of course it feels good to be want, feel wanted and feel desired and loved and I mean, both physically and especially mentally. And that's when I have to put the ego aside and say, you know what? No, if it was meant to be, it would have been. And that's something I truly believe. And once you can put your ego aside, you see life just so much more clear. And this is talking big. I mean, that's life in general. But even in a relationship, I think once you get in a relationship, ego plays a big part especially now with social media being the way it is. You know, you see your man's like this girl's picture, follows this celebrity, follows this girl, whatever it is. If you have trust in that relationship and that person and within yourself, then you're, it's, should be, you should feel solid. And that's when your ego comes in and is like, oh, he's, you, you start comparing yourself. He's, he wants her more than me. He is thinking of this. No, it's not that. It's, it's, this is how life is now. There's social media. There's obviously always going to be someone prettier, someone smarter, someone funnier, but they're not you. And that's where you can recenter yourself, push the ego aside and be like, you know what? They're not me. So that's a little bit of, um, how I think, relationships can thrive is when both partners can put their ego aside. But when it comes to hookup culture, there's, it's hard not to, because you don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. You don't know, should I ask him to do this? Should I ask her to do this? Is it too much? Is it too little? And those are, that's why I think it's annoying. That's why I think situationships are annoying when it starts to get to that point. Um, usually in the beginning of a situationship or a hookup or whatever you want to call it, um, it's not like that, you know, it's easy, it's fun. You hit them up whenever, cause you're not thinking into it. And then all of a sudden feelings start getting involved and invested because you're getting to know each other on a deeper level. And that's the scary thing is you don't know if they're feeling the same way. Um, in a couple of recent situations I was in, I felt myself starting to feel something and I don't think I would have necessarily if they didn't lead me to believe it, like lead me on in a way. Uh, it kind of pushed me to think, okay, they must be feeling this way too. And that's when this recent epiphany happened. And it's like, you know what? What am I going to lose from saying, this is how I feel. Tell me if I'm wasting my time. What are you going to lose from it? Them? Okay. Then you're good to go. <laughs> if they're not feeling the same way, you're not losing anything. You're gaining more because you're like, thank you for that. It was so fun. It was a moment. And I'm going to move on with my life and give somebody myself that wants, who wants all of me. And it's a beautiful thing. And that's where it's like no harm to them, no harm to me, besides just growth and moving on and happiness for yourself. I don't know why or how, I think it must just be the feeling, like feelings and overthinking and the anxieties of if they feel the same way. 
Well, if it's been a certain amount of time and you feel that way, why not just ask? Just ask them, how are you feeling? There was a specific um, person who reached out to me and I actually didn't know who they were and I thought it was super cool that they were listening. And they said that they could relate to um, some of the things I was talking about when I was talking about relationships in my previous episodes. And they wanted to know how I dealt with getting rejected or getting denied or after the fact that you like someone, you tell them you like them and they don't like you realize they don't have to feel the same way. And I thought that was kind of cool because there hasn't been a ton of situations where I take it like that. But when I think of it now, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that person didn't respond or, you know, in the past or whatever. And I think the only way you can handle that type of rejection and all that is yes, your ego, which we said before, but also just knowing exactly what you deserve. Um, not like setting up a list, but having something in your head, having these set standards for exactly what and who you want for your life. I mean, when you're in a relationship, it's it should be 50-50. And I think that's something that is hard to understand for a lot of people. It shouldn't be one person doing more than the other. They also should just support you in your dreams and your life is still separate from theirs. That's like huge. But when it comes to getting rejected or denied, it's nothing personal. And especially if you're at a place in your life where you know exactly who the fuck you are and exactly what the fuck you want, (laughs) then it's on them. And, you know, it's so cliche, like, no, it's not you. It's me. But like, you know, like if they're saying that, yeah, it is them. It is them because they're not at the standard or the place that you are at. So why waste your time any longer than you have to, baby? You know? But um, that's what I would say to that. So yeah, so back to hookup culture. When I started go getting into it and going out and meeting people and hooking up or doing this, and when I say hookup, it doesn't mean necessarily just like having sex. It's like literally just like hanging out, doing anything like, you know, <laughs> like in between. Not just having sex, but anything like that. Um. I was so naive about it, but I've always been very confident. So when I was healing from that, my first thing was like, okay, I'm going to distract myself. So I would literally go up to, I go up to someone and just be like, hi, you're so sexy. Like I'm Allie. I'm like, hello, I'm coming home with you tonight. That's, I would literally say it. What'd you say? Point blank. And they're like, who the fuck is this girl right now? And when I'm saying that, I'm not saying I slept with them, but like, I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'm chilling. I'm getting to know your vibe, like whatever. And I constantly found myself doing that. And some of these people would be very interested and want to get to know me. But I was just at a place in my life where I was constantly running. So I would just, you know, like hang out with this person, hang out with this person. And once again, I'm not sleep. It doesn't mean I'm sleeping with these people, but like I'd go on, I'd go get food or I'd go get some drinks and then I'd always, I'd end up going home or whatever. And then I would just ghost, just ghost. And they would wonder why. And it's like, it's so much deeper than that. I just wasn't at a place where I was at peace with me. So I felt like I constantly had to keep meeting and getting to know new people to distract myself from getting to know myself. And thinking of it like that is wild because when I was at the time doing that, I was thinking I'm living my best life. I'm being a bad bitch. 
You know, I'm hanging out with this person, dodging them, hanging out with this person, ghosting them. And if that is what you're doing, then go you. Like literally go you as long as you have standards and boundaries for yourself. But that's not why I was doing it. I was doing it to distract myself. Um, I was having a conversation with my friend the other day. We went out and got dinner. And she's just at a very single place in her life. It's very like she's very single. She's at her own doing her own thing. But she said, oh, Allie, it's already 11. I need to go to blah, blah's house. So I go, what are you talking about? I just got here like 20 minutes ago. She's like, oh, well, if I don't go now, he won't be awake. And I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second. So you're going to leave your plans to go hang out with this person who's putting a time limit on you? And she's like, well, I'm a bad bitch. I'm doing this. No, that's not being a bad bitch. That's, that's a being a bad bitch in that type of way of just wanting to hook up or do whatever. It's first of all, they come to your standards. They come to your reach, your boundaries. They come to you and they come on your time. And that's where the difference I think is, is like, especially now being a girl um, in your young 20s, there, it is such a great time right now for embracing, you know, like the bad bitch and owning your shit. And like, if you want to just hook up to hook up, F, like who cares what the man thinks? Like, I'm going to do it. And I love that that's the way uh, girls are evolving, like the way girls and women are viewed in a society. I love it. But I still think we should hold our boundaries and standards to a hi the highest level. You know, like make your, you, I don't know, make yourself, put yourself first. And that by saying that, yes, do what you want to do. If you want to hang out with this man or, you know, have a good time and hook up. Awesome. But have him do it on your terms, you know? And especially if it's just that type of way, I'm not saying if you're in a relationship with someone, they should come to your beck and call. They, that's not how it is. It should be 50-50. But if you're just out here hanging out, hooking up, doing whatever, make it on your terms. Do not stoop to their level or have them give you rules of to when and where and whatever. Um, so that's like a huge thing that I figured out. And she was like, no, you're right, you're right. And she was, yeah, change her standard. And he viewed her with more respect and she respected herself more, you know? And that's just huge too, creating your boundaries and your standards. But so eventually, so yeah, I was just hooking up, doing whatever. I have, you know, some <laughs> wild stories <laughs> of just random little hookups, you know? And they're embarrassing, but we all have them. And that's also okay. You know, to be able to just look at it and laugh. You know, there was one time I was hooking up with this guy and I was wearing extensions and all of a sudden, what came, what was on the floor? What was on the floor? My hair, <laughs> my hair, my extensions were on the floor. And you know, it's so funny because before this whole conversation, when he like, we were, we known each other for a little bit at this time. And he is always was like, oh, your long, beautiful hair. I just adore it. So what am I going to say? Oh, it's um, fake. <laughs> it's extensions. I go, oh yeah, I, I know. I love my hair. Thank you. Yep. Literally like three days later, hair's on the floor. He's like, did I really just rip your hair out of your head? I'm like, no, no, honey. It's, it's extensions. <laughs> I'm sorry. And yeah, actually, I really guess the hair was a big factor of him talking to me because we did not talk after that. <laughs> 
<laughs> situation. So that was good. That was good. But that was like probably one of the worst, like most awkward moments I've had. And after that, that's when I started creating standards and boundaries. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go there unless the hair is secured. And it's before two in the morning. You know what I mean? But yeah, I was humiliated. But now I'm, I look at it and I just laugh. You know, it's really not the end of the world. But in the moment, your heart drops your stomach and you're like, okay, this is really not setting the mood. <laughs> this is like the farthest thing from it. But um, yeah, so that would be that. And then just having things, you know, there was this one person I was talking to in college and he met me when I was at a point in my life where I was super on edge of who I am. You know, this is when I was constantly going out and distracting myself from hurt and loss and whatever. But he was the first person that really saw me, saw my soul. And he was kind of the turning point of when I started seeing relationships and things differently after that year. Because he said to me, he said, Allie, why is it every time we're alone, you're the most down to earth, chill person. And then as soon as we go out, you are wild. You are wild. And I don't know exactly who you are. And he's like, and that's the main reason I won't wife you right now. Cause I just don't know what alley I'm getting when we're out <laughs> compared to the alley when we're here. And it really sparked something in me. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. It kind of brought me back to my center of, I can't be hurting from this person who hurt me anymore. And also, I'm not that person anymore. I just now experienced a year of doing all this crazy shit along with trying to heal, along with getting basically ghosted from my first love. I was like, I can't deal with it. I'm going to work on me and better me so I can love right, you know? And that's like the huge big thing that I want this whole thing to be the takeaway is you can't love someone fully or expect someone to love you if you fully don't love yourself. And when I say love yourself, it's so much more than just saying it, you know, or listening to some love, like bad bitch music and putting on a cute outfit. It's being able to be alone in your room and just be at peace not have to be around people all the time, you know, actually just enjoying your own company and your own presence. Because when you start really getting to know you and you invest in you, that's when you truly become who you are. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, little pause on the dating. When I first started, you know, this whole journey of loving me and becoming me, it was right after a very toxic relationship. And I got into that a little bit in the past episodes, but that was, I, so I went from basically from that person in college to back home by myself and I met him. So when I jumped into it, I was very naive. I was in a very fragile state and it was extremely toxic. You know, it was, I no longer was me, even the little bit of glimpse of me that I had left completely was destroyed because this person wanted to change me into who they wanted their ideal person to be so bad. And that was someone they could control and manipulate. And that's just not, it's just not a good person. It's just not, and I'm not, and that's the thing too. I will never blame them for it. They just, they just don't love themselves 
to the point where they can love someone else, which is what it always comes back down to. So anyway, when I right away, when I ended it with him, I cut it off. We talked for a little bit right after I broke up because it was hard. It was really hard when he was the only person I thought I had. At this point, I lost, I cut off so many of my friends when I was with him. I wasn't super close with my family anymore because he made me feel like all I had was him. And it was really, it was so fucked up. But um, eventually, all of a sudden, I got COVID. So I was like, damn, like I just got out of this toxic ass relationship. Now I have COVID. I can't taste anything, which food is my favorite thing in the world. Can't even eat. But it was actually the best thing that could have happened to me. And weird that sounds, it's because I was forced to be alone for those 14 days of quarantine. I was forced to be by myself. No one was allowed in my apartment. I was in my apartment alone. And I really had to deal and cope with the feelings I had from that past relationship, from the traumas I was with before that, um, on my own. And being alone was something that was huge to me in high school. You know, before college, I very much value my alone time. And it reminded me of how obsessed with it I am. You know, I started taking baths and putting out my crystals and listening to my music, dancing naked around the house, doing whatever the fuck I want to do. And it felt good. And I'd write in my journal and I'd write my daily affirmations, which is a huge thing on self-love is like, if you believe that you already are that you will become it because how can't you, your mind is so powerful. You know, you affirm every single day. I am, I am. And then you speak of what you're grateful for. I am grateful for, I am grateful for. And that's when, when I was in COVID and I was, could have been, you know, damn, like, are you kidding? This happened to me right after this. No, I'm so grateful for it. And I was grateful for it at the time because it gave me a second to just breathe, to just breathe and understand the person I want to be and what I want to do with my life and who I want to love and how I want to love and how I will accept love, how the only way I'll accept love, you know? So it was amazing. And that was like really the beginning of finding me again and like really truly falling in love with myself and I think it's so important for people to truly it's a feeling it's not just a saying it's a feeling you feel everything you affirm about yourself and what you're grateful for and staying humble about it you know staying humble is huge and when you reach those qualities and you're just so sure of who you are of course you're ready to love someone else because you're not going to lose yourself along the way of loving someone else too, which is massive. So, um, that was, that's kind of my dating experiences when it comes to having things, right. Or situationships with people. I think something a lot that happens is we get confused between lust and love. Being in lust and being in love are completely different things. Um, being in lust I think is more you're in love with the idea of them, right? They're obviously very good looking to you. They treat you in ways that you probably or might not have been before, but are you your exact best you with them? And that's where I usually can decipher if I'm in lust or I'm in love, because if I can't be completely myself, super goofy, super bubbly, talk to anyone. If I can't do that, 
with someone because I'm nervous of what they might think or if I'm nervous to tell them how I feel in that exact moment. You know, if I just want to look at them and say, oh my God, you're so stinking cute right now. And I feel nervous to say it. And no, it's not it. Because love, which brings us to, you know, the difference of it. Love, you it should be easy. It should be, I can say and do whatever I want or whatever I think because I know there's no judgment. Because you don't judge me, I don't judge you. And it's easy. It's natural. It feels right. And I can't say I exactly know what like adult love feels like. I don't think I've really experienced it yet, but I know it just from seeing it firsthand in my whole entire life. And there it's a massive difference. And what I always have been told is it should just be easy. And it's when you're not expecting it, when you're forcing it, you know, you meet someone and you, they're on your mind and you're kind of forcing it. You're like, Oh, I really want to hang out with them. I really want to see what they're up to, but you're nervous to say it or nervous to reach out and do it then they're probably not your person because what's making you so nervous? Yeah, they're sexy, but obviously the person you're going to love is sexy too, but that person's not making you feel that type of way. And of course, the nervous little butterflies, that's normal. That's so normal. But it shouldn't overcompensate for who you are and everything you want to say and do. Um. But yeah, I think it's huge to know the difference between less and love because you can become infatuated with someone or you can be in love with someone. And the infatuation relationships aren't always the ones that last the longest because of the idea of you wanting to be the perfect person for them rather being exactly who you are for you and them accepting and loving you regardless. And I think that's a huge thing right now too, just lust and love because of social media. You know, there's always this persona on social media platforms of who that person might be. And then you might meet them and they might be completely different, but there's still that version that you saw or think of in your head. And it's hard to be present in the moment, but just truly understand them. If you can't go get a cup of coffee in the morning with them, completely sober, in your sweats, then it might be lustful. <laughs> which all which ex, I've experienced it firsthand are you kidding some of the guys I've talked to like I cannot go on a date with them without just taking one nip before you know little liquor courage and I haven't in the not any time recently but in my past you know I'd always be like all right I'm gonna stop and just get a little tequila before I see this man because I'm a little nervy and that's okay and that's okay but when you meet someone it's just so easy you're like no I'm gonna go over there comfy as fuck and they're still going to love you regardless. You know, it's about being who you are in every state of your being, not just when you have a little tequila in you. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's my ideal, my idea on dating and the hookup culture. I did get a couple questions on here saying like a couple like first date stories. How do I prepare, prepare for a first date? How, um, have first dates gone for me? And honestly, who doesn't hate the first date? <laughs> like who hates it? Like I don't hate it, hate it necessarily. I like it because the little butterfly nervous feelings cute. And it's very interesting to see like, where is this going to go? How is it going to go? And you learn about from it too. You know, each first date you go on, it becomes easier and easier. But um, no, it's definitely exciting, but it is nerve wracking. And when it comes to a first date, I just, you know, I just genuinely go in it being authentic I lay it all out on the table um 
which someone was just saying, uh, how do they feel, Ali? Like how, when it comes to relationships, how do they feel about you having an OnlyFans? And that is that is a topic that I know whoever I'm talking to probably wants to know. And I'm the first to say, I say it right, right there on the table. And when it comes to my OnlyFans, I'm very innocent with it. Like I really only post um, bathing suit pictures and whatever. I don't go really too, I'm not too intense in it. And I, I, maybe I would be someday, but I'm not. I'm not as of now. And if they can't even respect that, then no, you can't deal with me because it's something that's benefiting me financially and I'm growing from it and I'm not going to not do it because someone doesn't want me to. And that's in any relationship. If anyone's ever going to downgrade what you want for yourself or for your life or what makes you happy, then they're not the one because that person will love everything you love for you, you know? But yeah, so when it comes to first dates, I just, I put on some cute, I usually my go-to outfits, like some jeans, cute little booties, cute tank, and then like a nice coat. It's like my go-to. But my first dates, I mean, I really, I'm not the best first dater. One of my first dates ended up being the one who broke into my house. He came back at four in the morning and (laughs) searched for me in my apartment. Luckily, I ran out. But that was my actual first date after my first love. And I was like, all right, yep, never doing this again. And um, another one, I went on the date. So I was super nervous. So I drank a little bit before. Ended up getting kind of, you know, what's so, I, what is, oh, the spins. I got the spins a little bit. So I ended up just like not past, like going to sleep. Woke up in the morning, all good, left. I get to my house, which is an hour away from this person's house, and I get a text on my phone. It's a picture of the whole front grill and license plate of my car. (laughs) And I didn't even know. Literally had no idea. So I look at this. I'm like, what? And I knew I hit something when I was leaving. Ended up being a fire hydrant. I thought it could have been a snowbank. But yeah, so my license plate was there. That was another thing. (laughs) I'm like, I just look like the biggest dummy in the world. But it's fine. But uh, yeah, no, that honestly is like, that sums up the, (laughs) how my first dates go. But say you have a first date and they want a second, it just shows they see you for more than your nerves or you being dumb or making a little mistake or whatever it is. And that kind of says something too. But yeah, so I loved talking about this and I love that you guys reach out to me and you're asking about relationships. I think it's funny that y'all want to hear the love life. I just, I have pretty good ideas on it. I wish I had more experiences of love and I think I definitely will as I continue on in my twenties, but it's love has never been a priority to me. And I think that's what makes it a little different for me is I know I will have a true love one day, but it's not my priority. I know that it will come to me when it's meant to come for me. But for now, I'm just so focused on myself and my work and what I'm doing that that definitely comes second. And I think that just is huge too is like me focusing on my work and what I want from my life and traveling and doing my thing. It's only making me grow more as a person. So by the time I meet that person, I am me, you know, I've experienced what I've wanted to for myself, not for anyone else. And I think that's a beautiful thing that I, that people should take to heart and understand loving you is the number one thing in life. 
because there is only one you and you're ultimately when you're in the grave, you're only with yourself. So why not feel so at peace and in love with yourself as much as you can? Humbly though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Changing your mindset changes your life and loving who you are as a person. You can only expect someone to love and you give just as much love back because you have so much to give, you know? Thank you all again so much for listening. Definitely keep reaching out and ask about certain things you want to hear about. It was so fun. I feel like I'm literally just chilling with y'all. Um, and let me know what you want to hear because that's super exciting. You can also follow me on my Instagram at Allie Rose DiDonato. My podcast Instagram page, Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. Shout out Dope Entertainment. And I am just so excited for all of this. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Hey, this is Allie Rose. And you're listening to Perfectly Imperfect. Yeah, my life is way. My life is dripping way.